the NHS GP whose movement calls for jihad and denies the Hamas massacre was a terrorist. A terrorist attack, does he really represent Muslim views? Is he fit to practice medicine in this country? Rishi's Rwanda plan passes its parliamentary test, but will it ever actually work? Is it worth it? Can it save his skin? We'll debate. President Zelensky is at the White House tonight with a powerful plea for more aid in his battle against Vladimir Putin. I'll take on the pundit and the politician from the American conservative right who both say Ukraine shouldn't get another American cent. Live from the news building in London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Dr Abdul Wahid is the leader of a, con a controversial Islamist movement which glorified the Hamas attacks and chanted for jihad on the streets of London. Astonishingly, he's also an acting, serving, long-serving, actually, NHS GP. And last night, he came on my show, accepted an invitation to be interviewed after he was uh, in the newspapers for his uh, thoughts about what happened on October the 7th. And while that interview caused last night a bit of a stir... Do you think Hamas are a terror group? I believe it's a resistance organisation. Okay. Do you think what they did on October the 7th was a terror attack? I believe that if civilians got killed on that day, it, if. it is, it is if. appalling. If. It is appalling. You're a doctor, man. It is appalling. You're a doctor in I the also NHS. Believe, what do you I mean if? Believe 1,200 people got massacred. Well, very clearly, Dr Wahid cast doubt on whether he, the atrocities on October 7th even took place. Uh, also clearly, he questioned whether any civilians had been massacred. He believes the Hamas attacks were an act of resistance and the people who did it are not terrorists, but they're fighting a resistance. I don't think they were. 1,200 innocent people were killed that day. Women were raped, babies and the elderly were kidnapped. Some people were beheaded. It was a medieval orgy of indiscriminate violence. And we know that in no small part because Hamas filmed their attacks and gleefully celebrated them in videos they posted to the world. And Hamas has since publicly warned that it will not hesitate to repeat the attacks again. Israel Whatever your view of this war, and I've tried to platform a lot of people on both sides of it repeatedly so we can get a sense of what both sides are thinking. Denying that the massacre of October the 7th even happened cannot be the basis for any sensible discussion. I have deep sympathy with the decades-long plight of the Palestinian people, which I've expressed many times. I've repeatedly called out Israel's occupation of both Gaza and the West Bank. I have deep unease about the scale of Israel's response to the Hamas attack unease that's now shared by the President of the United States. But to deny that it was a terror attack at all is, quite frankly, poisonous delusion. And I think it's entirely valid to question whether this man's views are compatible with being an NHS doctor in a publicly funded health service. I'm not calling for him to be fired or cancelled, as some have said today. I gave him a platform on this show called Uncensored to elaborate on his opinions but I found a lot of his answers deeply concerning. And I do believe many members of the public, not least his own patients, might also share my unease about the opinions he so willingly offered, just as they were about cries of jihad on the streets of London. There's been a backlash from some Muslim followers of myself on Twitter, mostly because I suggested Dr Wahid wants women to be oppressed. 
re-establish Would you like Sharia law? law in this country? Last time I'm going well, to ask if you. Sharia law, if Sharia just law, yes or no. if Sharia law means upholding family values, mm. means looking after the poor... Means no gays, m- no feminists, i.e. women who get above themselves, right? Well, that's your right? caricature. No, that's your oh, ca- I know what Sharia so, law so wants, why does, so, why does so many women become Muslim these days? Because mm. they so want to be oppressed. Is that what you're going to tell me? No. Well, I said that in the specific context of Dr Wahid's desire for Sharia law in this country and his defence of a tweet from one of the members of his own organisation calling feminists and gay people filth. It's important to understand that context. I don't suggest for a moment that women who want to convert to Islam uh, should do so for any other than perfectly good reasons. I have no problem with Islam as a religion or with Muslims. I have a problem, though with people who endorse and support terrorism or who are blatantly homophobic or who are blatantly misogynist. Now, many people have since accused me of being, as I say, anti-Muslim, but I'm not. No one who watches this show could possibly reach that conclusion. Let me be crystal clear again. I'm anti-terrorists and I'm anti-those who support terrorists. Well, joining me now from Tel Aviv is Douglas Murray, the Associate Editor of The Spectator, the co-founder of the Muslim Debate Initiative, Abdullah al-Andalusi, and Dr Isaldeen Abulayesh, uh, the Canadian-Palestinian medical doctor, who's joined me again in the studio. And great to see you. Thank you very much Thank indeed you. for joining me. Let me start with you, if I may, uh, Dr Abulayesh. Um, when you saw that interview, what was your response to the fact that it's an NHS doctor working and living in this country who was saying those things? It's important. I am coming, you know. I heard it. I had many of your interviews. Jihad. The word jihad. My presence here is jihad. When I'm coming to meet with you to advocate for my Palestinian people and for saving lives of the people is jihad. And this is the highest level of jihad. The resistance against someone who is invading you, this is the lowest level of jihad. But jihad, when I'm traveling, when I am going to any place, even someone who is dying because of far away from his home is a kind of jihad. When we are fasting, when we are working, work is a jihad. And that's the most important. We need to understand it, not to take it out of the context in the limited understanding of it. When I am invaded with a disease, COVID, what do I do? I have to resist the COVID. And that's when we face cancer disease, any cancer. With we respect, you, you would not categorise October the 7th as a resistance. It's, you know, I condemned the killing of any innocent human being. And for me, I was born. My daughters were killed before October 7th. Yes, I know. I was born as a Palestinian refugee before October 7th. My parents were refugees before 48. They were born in Palestine. So the history didn't start. The world is not created October 7th. That's what we need. And we are today. It's important. But let me, let me, let me, let me continue. Let me continue. Let me continue, please. Today is the 12th of December. Today is the 12th of December where we have more than 23 Palestinians thousand are killed more than 45,000 are severely wounded even the damage in the Gaza Strip as Borel the representative of foreign affairs in the European Union it's far beyond the damage in Germany for six years in two months more than that so even you know how that's not true actually why no 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 there was far he, he, he said that who said that 
Borrell, the representative of the European Union, the Foreign Affairs. Yeah, but there are far more people died in World War II than have died. No, no, in the war. damage. The damage, the, the damage, damage, the destruction. Well, there certainly would have been more damage in Germany in World War Two. He he mentioned that himself. Well, that's, you can... that won't be factually accurate. But my, here's my question though for you: It all comes back to me. I'm I'm very happy to platform anybody on this show, right to the point where they try and convince me that what happened on October the seventh was not an act of terror. And when people refuse to concede that point. I, I find it very hard then to have a civilized discussion. It's why I got so annoyed last night. Well, okay. well can we? So, if I may, so if I, you if I may my daughters as terrorist? Well, I think it was appalling, yeah. and I think you. What, do you, you consider your, it as terrorist? I, I do not consider Israel well, to be a terrorist organization. What well, the killing of my daughters? Right. I think here's a question we have to ask ourselves, which is: um, since you have uh, defended um, uh, Israel's. Operation in Gaza as self-defense. Um, no, no, and since you have, don't misquote me. Don't misquote me. I've defended. You, did, so you don't say it's part of their self-defense. No, then? let me clarify. Okay, I've defended Israel's right to defend itself. Right? right. In fact, they have a duty to its civilians after Hamas's repeated threats since October the seventh to repeat it to defend. So, the so, so is the however, war, is the war however, in Gaza not self-defense? Is it according? Let me just your, clarify your my position so you yeah, know. Right. Yeah. However, I have repeatedly questioned the proportionality of Israel's response, as indeed their greatest allies. But America not the response itself. Doing. But not the response itself, though. I think they're perfectly entitled to go and take okay, out the Okay, so, so, so may, I, may I continue my question then? I'll yes. You. So since, as I repeat, so since you have justified their response, maybe not how they've carried it out exactly, mm. but you justify their response as self-defense. Their right to defend themselves by they're, taking they're, out the terrorists they're right to who committed that atrocity, yes. Okay. Uh, and and uh, presumably you refuse to call Israel, and you have refused when you've been asked to call Israel a terrorist uh, organization, government, or the idea for terrorist organization. Well, the difference is here. here we How? Are, well, hang I, on. In I, London, no, 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 no. Let me finish my question, please. I, know, but I have a question for you. I must clarify. Let me, let me finish my question. You're making some okay, statements okay. that are a bit misleading. Sure. This country considers Hamas to be a prescribed terror group. They do not consider Israel to be a terrorist organization, and nor do I. So that's the position. But, well, but, but I'm not asking you. The United States. The United States. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking the British government. I'm asking you, mm. Piers. I don't think right, the British government isn't here. Okay. I do not think they're a terrorist so then let, organization. Now let me no. finish my question, if I can ask the question as well, right? Um, for us to discuss. So, considering that you have justified the operation uh, that Israel initiated as self-defense, and that you refuse to call Israel uh, a, ter uh, a terrorist organization or a terrorist government, despite the fact that um, as many Palestinians, almost as many Palestinians, uh, Gazans have died uh, under Israel's precision bombing than as, the, as, as Londoners have died during the whole year of the Blitz under German bombing, which wasn't precision bombing. And yet you still say that, well, Israel isn't a terrorist organization. I think the question we should be asking is, shouldn't you, should you be suspended? Uh, is it responsible to have a person with your views mm. speaking to the public when you clearly refuse to uh, condemn that which needs to be condemned, which okay. was worse than the London Blitz. But perfectly, Those that perfectly reasonable. With precision weapons, and the Germans didn't even have precision okay. weapons. Perfectly reasonable question. Yes. And you've asked me it yeah. on my show. Yes. The fact you're here and able to ask that, I think is evidence that I'm prepared to listen to people well, who will look me in the eye and ask me difficult questions. Well, you didn't know I was going to say that, but anyway, I'm yes. A, that's fine, <laughs> but that's fine. You're perfectly entitled yeah, to it. Yeah. We believe in uncensored free speech here. Yeah. But let me ask you the question, then, which I asked... You're not answering my question, but you haven't answered it. Well, I have. I said I don't think they're a terrorist organisation. 
despite the fact that they've, they've killed almost as many yeah, girls as, as Germans you've did asked me a question. when they bombed London under you, the Blitz for have, one year I with have, non-precision bombs. I have given you an okay. unequivocal answer. Now, okay. let me ask you if you can give me one. Yes. Do you believe Hamas are a terror organisation? OK, and I'd like to ask you... What, what no, does no, that mean? just answer my question. Well, I need, I need clarification. Well, this country has prescribed I, I them as a terror group. Do you think they are? I, 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 are you the British government? No, I'm asking you to what you. you think. OK, so I want, your, I want a clarification I gave you. you a simple, straight okay. answer. What does it mean? No, you tell me. I, I don't know. You're asking me a question. You so ask you the question... You don't think they are a terror group? No, I want, I want your definition of what, 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 do you, what is a terror group? An act that commits acts of terror, a group that commits terror attacks, as they uh, did on October the So one that commits terror attacks, all right, fine. Mm. So define terror. Do you want to ask the question attack. or not? I do, but I, I just want clarification. No, no, we all okay. know what terror please, is. Please, please, no, 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 we're going to go somewhere with this. We're going to go somewhere with this, right? Well, are you going to answer the question? Yes, once I get your definition, what's a terror attack? The definition is as is laid down in international law. Which is? It's committing an act of terror. Which is? Which is terrorism. Are you asking questions you don't know the definition of? Well, why don't you tell me what you think it is? I don't know. You're asking the question. You've no idea what terrorism is. No, I want to, I want your, to answer your question. I would question. say massacring 1,200 people on October the 7th in the way Hamas did is an act of terror. Do so, you agree? So, so killing civilians is an act of terror? No, that's not what I said. Oh, so, so then killing civilians is not an act of terror? Committing a massacre on that scale is so, terrorism. So, so killing right. civilians is not an act of terror? You're not going to answer. Let me bring no, in... I, I want, no, I no, want no, your definition. No, no, I want it, you to be consistent. We have a third guest. No, but I want, I want to, to I'm going to bring in... I want to say something. All right. You know, really, you know... United States recognize BLO as a terrorist and it negotiates with BLO. Mm. This is one thing. The second, October 7 happened and many things happened after. Are we here just stuck there as a snapshot and to discuss it or we want to discuss what after and what can be done we in do, a but actually, way? That's the most important... I think they're all important issues, but right now, because of what happened in the fallout from last night's show, I specifically want to discuss the definition of terrorism, Hamas, and whether a British but doctor... Hamas is but not the Palestinian people. Hang on. But you have, we have hang on. Definition I'm going to bring in our third... I'm going to bring in Douglas Murray. He's just sitting patiently here. Douglas, uh, first of all, what was your reaction to this interview with a, an NHS doctor last night on this show? Well, let me first of all say that uh, it's, it's necessary to clear quite a lot of things up because we've heard quite a lot of hogwash in the last few minutes. Firstly, uh, your guest last night is a member of an extremist organization, Hezbollah, which is banned in many countries, including in European countries. And it's also banned in many Muslim countries. It's banned in Pakistan, it's banned in Egypt, and that's because these Muslim governments recognize that it is an extremist group that has a revolutionary ideology that wants to replace Name government in Muslim countries as, as well as in... As, do you know... Germany. One European country is banned in um, Douglas Murray. I'm not going to let you lie to the audience like you usually do. I just You're going to justify everything you say on this show, Douglas you. Murray. Right? So I please, I just give me said one country Germany. that... It's not banned I in Germany. I just said It's not banned Germany. in Germany. You're Check not it. listening. You're Check not it. listening. Uh, uh, You're to, not to, listening. To the audience. Let me, let Google me, it for yourself. You know, His battalion in Germany, really are they banned weird. as an organisation? Is this, is this Mr Al-Andalusi? Can I just check? Because I can't see you. It is, Is that him? Yeah. OK. This is a guy, he's of no significance, but he's a guy who I have seen in studios for years spouting extreme Islamist rhetoric 
Many years ago, he couldn't condemn the killing of the journalists at Charlie Hebdo. Last year, he wouldn't condemn the attempted murder of Salman Rushdie. What, now he can't slander? do this. He it's fails every single test. But let slander. me get on to the question. Look, I'm not going Prove to engage. Prove, I'm not going to engage in a fun with. fight with this, with this Islamist. Let me answer the question that Piers put to me before you try to interrupt again. Only if you don't lie. Let him right. answer, please. I, I first that of all... Let, let him answer, answer please. But, all right. First of all, I'm not going to keep being talked over by this Islamist blowhard. Let me speak. First of all, your first guest treated us to the first bit of mouthwash this evening by claiming that the word jihad can mean absolutely anything. Nonsense. When a big bearded member of Hizbut Tahir says calls for jihad on the streets of London, then they are not calling for an inner personal struggle with the nature of the divine. They are calling for violence. And anyone who can't recognise that should be questioned about their own motives. Secondly, we've just been treated to a monologue about casualty figures in Gaza. Where do these figures come from? I'll tell you where they come from. They come from Hamas. It's quite remarkable this to is me a lie. that two months after the October the 7th massacre, that two months after the October the 7th massacres, the Israelis still don't know the precise number of people murdered on October the 7th. There's a reason for that, because it's it takes United time Nations, to work out massacres of that scale. The one of the, striking, one of the striking... You know, I just don't know if either of your guests are going to allow me a word in. Because you are lying, and even the numbers are from Israel, from the IDF, uh, which are not you, accredited. No. You will, you know, These you know are it's really numbers. interesting hearing somebody who presents, themselves, uh, who presents themselves as a moderate being a spokesperson for Hamas. So let me continue. They long, are long, Hamas long figures. They are all provided by the ministries of Hamas, which is Hamas, which is a prescribed terrorist organization. If you want to reel off Hamas figures, then be my guest. But you are not able to mislead the viewers of Piers' show by quoting Hamas figures at his viewers as if they are holy I am not writ. quoting. Third, it's the Euro men. been treated to this Nations. We've been treated it's the third, international third, community third. organizations. Been, where do you, you think they get the figures from? Where do you think they get the figures from? Thirdly, thirdly, I will continue to speak if it kills you. Thirdly, World War II. It is nonsense that what has been happening in Gaza has, as you said in this endless list of fallacies, that there has been more bombing in Gaza, more deaths and destruction in Gaza than during World War II. Do you no, know anything about almost. World War II? Almost, do you know anything about World War II? I in said, Dresden well, yeah, yes, alone, in Germany. In Dresden do you alone, know anything about in Dresden World War II? Alone, uh, take one well, German city. Take one German city. The destruction was on a scale... Totally dissimilar I'm taking to what's been happening in Gaza. I'm taking I'm London very, very, very interested. I'm very interested, and I will once again. I will finish this point even if both of these boys are trying to talk over me. I will finish the point I wanted to make. I'm going to come back to you both. Let me ask Douglas one question. Douglas, specifically about the doctor. It is very important for your viewers to hear the following definition: the definition of terrorism is the deliberate targeting of innocent civilians. That is what Hamas specialises in. That is what Hamas did and on October And that's what is happening in Gaza now, also. Is what, Israel is, is what Israel is doing terrorism? No, for the yep. following reason. And again, you can lie about this if you want, but do not expect not to be challenged about it. What the IDF is doing is the same manner of war as the British Army, the American Army, and all other armies in the civilised world. They target 
terrorists like Hamas, and there are civilian casualties. Yes, there are. But it is not the aim of the IDF, any more than it is of the British or American army armies, to target civilians. And anyone who pretends otherwise is lying to the public watching. All right, Douglas, final question before I go back to the two in the studio here. And it's specifically about the doctor that was on last night, whether he should be allowed to continue practising as a GP when he identifies Hamas as a resistance group, wouldn't say that it committed an act of terror, said he didn't even believe that there had been a massacre uh, and was also quite blatantly homophobic, he, he amongst other that. things. Well, he didn't, actually. Um, Douglas... But, but not Douglas, Douglas he didn't believe. Let me ask Douglas... No, no, please, please. Let me ask Douglas. Douglas, the, the medical let, let association... Me ask, no, the Douglas, medical I'll association... Come, I will come both to... I'll the come, medical association will, is the one who will, is assigned to... Fine. I'm asking Douglas what nah, his view is. Douglas. You, what's your He's view? not a medical doctor. I'm He's asking Douglas' opinion. Douglas. Well, you don't seem to be much of an impartial observer of this, I have to say myself. I thought, I thought slightly highly of you before you started ranting as much as Mr. Al-Andalusi this evening. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I, what, what I thought of it, Piers. I think our country has had enough of people like your guest last night. It's not just that he's in the NHS. Why is he in Britain? Why do we allow people in Britain to try to overthrow the state who praise terrorism, members of extremist organizations? What, what has Britain got from this guy exactly? What benefit have we got from him? I mean, I wouldn't want to be an NHS patient going to him. I don't know if any Jews would particularly want to in Britain. I don't know if very many innocent people would want to go to this doctor. But my question is not, is not just should he be able to practice. I want to know why our country of Britain has been such a soft touch for decades that we have Hamas leaders, terrorist spokespeople, Islamist sympathisers like your guest, Mr Al-Andalusi, and now NHS doctors who are members of, of, of groups like Hizbut Tahir that stand on the streets of London, call for jihad, call for Muslim armies to arise. I don't think our country benefits anything from these people. I think people like that should leave. We have no need of them. Douglas Murray, thank you very much indeed for joining me. I appreciate it. Let's come back to, to you gentlemen uh, to wrap this up. Let me start with you, uh, Dr Abelaj. Look, passions run high here on both sides. I get that. But there have to be certain points of agreement, don't there? And one of the things that I find very hard to deal with, like I said at the start of this debate, is when people simply won't accept what we all saw with our own eyes because Hamas put it out on their own videos through their own social media platforms. What happened on October the 7th was a terror attack. Can we not agree that? I am coming here as a Palestinian. Yes. I am not belonging to any faction, and Hamas is not representing the Palestinian people. We have to understand it. Mm. It's part of the Palestinian people. It was elected with the free democratic election in 2006. Since that time, we don't have any election. We look forward to have election, and we have to respect the election of the people and the choice of the people. If you, in UK, tomorrow to elect any right fanatic group, what do you think the other people will say to you? If they said, no, we are, they are terrorists or they are not accepted, they are part of the Palestinian people, whether we accept or not, we need to have a new leadership, to have a new election, and then it's our choice to, to do it. What is happening? As I said it clearly, before October 7, October 7, after October 7, will never lead to any positive way. It only aggravates bloodshed, more animosity, more pain, more suffering, and more extremism. I think, I, think, I think you may be right. 
And this has been my concern about the, in my view, increasingly disproportionate response by Israel, is it may have the opposite effect to what they want. It may actually lead to more radicalism, uh, destroying most of Gaza seems to be what the mission statement is now. Mm. I don't see how that helps the situation at all. But I do understand why they want to try and eliminate Hamas. And that's the conundrum. Well, I'd like to clarify, firstly, um, Islamic law very clearly says, and there's no difference of opinion on this for 1,300 years or even more, that um, it is impermissible in whatever situation to target women, children, elderly, poor, non-combatants or those not, uh, uh, not reservists in the army. So uh, even the, uh, the, the Hamas fighters, which were interviewed on, uh, on Israeli TV, it was, the broadcast was interviewed, uh, they interviewed, uh, they said the same thing, that it is, pro- it is prohibited. Mm. The, the issue of October the 7th is that there's a, lot, there's a big question mark regarding um, what exactly happened. I no, completely no. accept... Let me finish what, what do I mean by this. I completely accept that there was... Um, uh, Israelis were killed who were not combatants. It is reprehensible in Islamic law. And likewise, it's reprehensible that uh, non-combatants uh, on the Palestinian side are killed, like, for example, um, an eight-year-old, Mohammed El-Ghul, mm. and, uh, and uh, others in West Bank who were shot by an Israeli soldier. But my point is this, right? And here's, here's the issue, which is Michael Clark, who advises, you might see him on Sky News uh, talking about Ukraine war. He's a military advisor yeah. oh, no. uh, on Channel, and also Channel 4. He described, he said that um, Hamas, the, the, the operation, they actually lost control of the operation and it turned into a spontaneous terror attack. I'm quoting him verbatim. I don't here. believe a word of that. Well, but this is what he says as an, as I'm an expert. I'm giving you my opinion. I, I know, well, I'm, I'm giving you an expert opinion. It was clearly by Mike, planned, by Michael orchestrated. Clark. Well, and it, then they gleefully in, boasted in, about it. In the, no, they didn't. Uh, in, they did. In the, where? Where did Hamas... The, do you know that quotation? You see that? no Hamas for people that day gloating about it? Are uh, you watching the videos? Yes, I did. Did you watch that Hamas spokesman? You quoted that Hamas spokesman on TV. Yeah. Did you see what he said about the attack? He said that they had, there was no order to, to target civilians. What, what many... The, well, we know the, they did. A so general, a general right. consensus of, all this of, of is, analysts have shown okay. that there was looters that came out of Gaza who were not part right. of Hamas. So my simple question... My simple let question let is yes. this. Yeah. Was it a terror attack? Anyone who killed civilians yeah, should be condemned as reprehensible. Anyone who kills civilians is, is, is a criminal Was it act. a terror attack? What? October the 7th. And we never asked you, you said what defines a terror attack is that they, you target You've civilians, right? You've had the right? definition from Yes, OK, you target civilians, right? So then I, I want to ask... I'll answer that no, question. No, just answer I want to ask that question, but I just, just for sake of consistency, when the British army targeted German civilians in World War II, was that a terror attack? No, because they were responding to Nazi Germany's attempt to destroy the world. So you're saying you that... You understand so, the moral so you're difference. That, so you're saying that... Uh, because of who they were fighting, it's not a terror attack to kill to target civilians. Are you? Is, a, that, is look, that what you're saying? We have to wrap this up. I'm asking because I only no, want I'm consistency. Saying, from I'm saying you. there's no moral equivalence between us defending ourselves against Nazi Germany, who committed a holocaust that killed. In fact, they killed 12 million did people. Br- did Britain launch war on Germany because of the Jews? Huh? Did Britain declare war on Germany because of, for the sake of Jews? Britain declared war on Germany. Did Winston Churchill, in his ultimatum to Hitler, did he say, stop persecuting Jews? Do you know why? Because at that time, anti-Semitism was so rife that people didn't care about the plight of the Jews. It was only afterwards, after they discovered the death camps and so on and so forth. Mm. Don't pretend that the Allies launched this war uh, for the sake of of Jews. I didn't say that. Anti-Semitism We only discovered the full horror of the concentration camps towards the end of the war. We did it to save our democracy and freedom. 
And right. the and guess the what? idea there's any what moral are the Palestinians are doing? On. What are the Palestinians doing? What Listen, the Palestinians are the idea there's any moral equivalence yeah. is ridiculous. But let me come back one more time before we finish to my simple question. Was what happened on October the 7th a terror attack? Um, I'm, and I'm telling you that if you refuse okay. to call... The, the bombing, okay. the bombing of, Burm, of, right, of Dresden as a terror attack. I tried. Then I why? I've got to leave it there. Is that uh, not hypocritical? I'm totally fine to again. call it a terror attack. If you're willing to call it a terror listen, attack too, listen, let's, let's join each other Abdur in condemning bombing, including the IDF as a, no, what they're doing as a, as a terror attack. I do attack. not believe IDF. Then that's is being a terror hypocritical. Attack. No, it's that's not. being hypocritical. Okay, that's your view. I'm happy to condemn all this as a terror attack. Yeah, you're not. But you have to be consistent. Final word to you. Final word. You know. Yesterday, I was listening to the chief of Mossad and the chief of Shembet. Mm. And he said, it's because of the failure of diplomatic and political issues. This is important. And there was negligence. And what can we do now? And that's the most important as a medical yeah. doctor. We need to stop the bloodshed, to go to serious negotiations, to use it. Mm. What happened October 7 as an opportunity to bridge the gap between Palestinians and Israelis and not to repeat it okay, again yeah. and again. Doctor, I've got to end it there. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think I've you should fire it. people from their jobs because to... they have different opinions well, you know in, what? in England. I don't think British GPs should be coming on national television in this country and breaking the law by publicly supporting and he, endorsing he a terror group. He, which is, the by the way, where did he break the it's law? a criminal offence to support a terror group in this yeah. country. Yeah, of course. He did that last night. By what? When did he By saying support? they were resistance, not a terror group. He was talking about... He justified what they did. He was talking about Palestinians in general. And that is a criminal... No. He was talking about Palestinians in general. He was talking about Hamas. He Hamas. He was talking about He didn't watch the interview. Go back and well, watch it. Well, leave for the police to investigate. He described right? it. He yes, he broke... Palestinians. He broke the Palestinians law. want he broke the equal law. rights throughout whole of right. Palestine. You ask me why, that's why. I've got to leave it there. I've got to leave it there. Again, thanks to Douglas Murray. To Dr. Abulash, it's good to thank see you again. You. Thank, thank you very you much. So much. Uh, Abdullah Al Andalusi, thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate it. I said, next President Zelensky is at the White House right now as he tries to convince the US to provide more aid for Ukraine. US lawmaker Byron Donald thinks the US to stop funding Ukraine and joins me next. Welcome back to Uncensored. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky came face to face with US lawmakers in Washington today as he attempts to win over Republicans resisting more funding for his country's war against Putin's Russia. Zelensky's making a last ditch effort to save a $61 billion aid package. Well, to debate with the US to keep this ministry's support flowed, I'm joined by two people who don't agree with me the Conservative talk radio host Ben Ferguson and the Republican Congressman Byron Donalds. And I'll start with you, Congressman, if I may. Well, here's what I don't get. All the resistance is coming from people who historically would have been absolutely first in the line to try and stop a Russian dictator cutting a swathe of barbaric invasion through Europe. What's happened to you guys? Why are you prepared to let Putin win? Uh, first of all, Piers, I think that's the wrong way to even phrase the question. We're not prepared to let Vladimir Putin win anything. The only thing we're saying is that you have to actually take care of issues at home first. If you actually do that, there'd be a lot of ability to move Ukrainian aid in Congress. I have some disagreements in that. Number one is there's no accountability with this money whatsoever. Number two, Joe Biden has had no view of what this mission actually is. He wants to cover up his own derelictions with his disastrous foreign policy that has led us to this point right now, not just in Ukraine, but in my, in my view, in other areas around the globe. 
But House Republicans and now Senate Republicans, our mission is clear. Secure our border. Get that business done. It makes no sense to give Ukraine upwards of $200 billion from the American Treasury while our nation is overrun by some number, some estimates of you 6 do to both? 8 million migrants. Why can't it you makes do both? no sense. Just do both. Listen, to be truthful, nobody trusts this administration. They're flagrantly violating a border security law. Yeah, but this comes law. back. Yes, but Not even immigration law. This is border security no, listen, law. Listen, so I, can, listen, I agree with you that what's happening okay. on the border is completely out of control, a dereliction yes. of duty by Joe Biden, and it's got to be fixed. But America is, last time I checked, the number one superpower in the world, the richest and most powerful country on earth. Are you telling me it can't control its border and at the same time stop a Russian dictator taking over European countries. Really? Not with not with Joe Biden as president, because the man is but the it master be with, of the it wouldn't be with you, you see either, that's would happening it? in our country, Pierce. It wouldn't be if Republicans so were in charge. Pierce, our responsibility right now is to hold the line and make sure our border is secure. Because Joe Biden is such a terrible leader, he won't even take care of first things first here in America. So if he won't do that, we have to force him to do that. And unfortunately, Ukraine is the leverage point to force him to do it. Because Joe Biden, let's go back in history. Let's remember history. Joe Biden saw Russia amassing troops for six months at the Ukrainian border. He did nothing. Ukraine was asking for help during that six months. He did nothing. When Russia invaded, Vladimir Zelensky was told, hey, get on a G5. And if he didn't tell Joe Biden, no, give me bullets, I'm not looking for a ride, Joe Biden wouldn't even be talking it about it. sounds like you think Ukraine. we should have, we should have seen American... History. It sounds to me like you think America should have been involved a lot earlier. What we should have done is done everything to make sure an, uh, uh, an incursion into Ukraine never occurred. And Pierce, let's go back in time. Was Vladimir Putin thinking about invading Ukraine? Of course. But did he do it when Donald Trump was president? He absolutely did not. All right. Joe Biden's I know you have to go. Uh, has led us to where we Congressman, are. Congressman, you have to go. So final question. So you want to wrap things up in, in Ukraine. You just give Putin what he's stolen in terms of land? Listen, at this point, there's going to have to be a negotiation and a deal so about give what's going to happen took. over there. No, that's not what I'm saying. What, would you what I'm give saying him? is they need to figure out a negotiation. What would you well, give the him? number one thing that matters to us is border security here in the United States. You don't care about States. the border security. We take care of, of America at home, then we can talk about the world. Yeah, but you don't America's care about the Ukrainian border security. It's that simple. So my question is, Putin wants to rewrite the Ukrainian border and just take vast swathes of the country for himself, and you would let him do that, right? No, I do not want to let him do that. What As a matter you do of fact, then? I want to do everything. I want me personally, I want to do everything possible for Vladimir Putin to be defeated. But I am telling you this. How do you defeat American him by voter, giving him everything he's taken? Pierce, Pierce, the American voter is demanding that our security is taken care of first. Our you borders can do must both. be secured. You That's the position both, of the House. Okay, listen, I know you have Joe to go. Biden, hold on. Last minute, Pierce. Last, last thing, Pierce. All Joe Biden has to do is undo what he did when he came into office. Secure our border, then we can talk about Ukraine. Until okay. then, there's nothing to talk about. All right, maybe too late by then. Putin may get his victory and, uh, and you'll have helped him. But anyway, that I appreciate you joining me. Then. Congressman, thank you very much. Let me turn to Ben Ferguson. Thank you. Um, ben, uh, I, I just don't get this. I can't well, let me, understand. Let me explain a different way. Yeah. Let me, let me explain a little bit different way. There, there's two problems here. One, there's zero accountability with the money we're sitting over there right now. There's massive amounts of corruption with, with the Ukrainian oligarchs, and many of their families are in five-star hotels in Warsaw. We're paying an insane amount of money that's not going to the battlefield. So there's a problem here with accountability. That's one of the questions that, that must be answered before we send more funds.
The second problem with this is if you have these people, Zelensky and others that are in charge, and they hear from American foreign policy that they have an unlimited amount of time with unlimited dollars coming from the U.S., I'm not sure they're not going to drag this thing out because they're all getting rich and everyone around them with the billions that are coming into their country because of the corruption. They're all getting killed. Well ben. documented. They're all getting killed. Ukrainians That's are getting... That's not true. Not the Ukrainians oligarchs. Are getting the oligarchs are getting killed. They're not by, the ones by, fighting. How do you, a Republican... Let me ask you a question. When, when uh, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait, for example, did you think it was right that America went to support? And kick him out? I think it was right the way that we fought that war and we got them out quickly and we didn't stay forever on end. And that's right, one of you, the different but you agreed that here. when you agreed that when somebody invaded a sovereign country, the right thing to do, even though Kuwait was not a member of NATO, was for American forces, including troops on the ground, to get involved to kick him out, right? Pierce, there's a difference between Kuwait and Did you agree with that? First of all, do you agree with you agree with that? Yes, because it was a quick interaction. So why don't you agree with, with helping There's a never-ending date. There's a never-ending date here, and that's part of. I'm not dumb enough to give an open check and just say to a country that it has massive amounts of corruption. Many believe worse than even Russia when it comes to corruption in their government. Here's a blank check indefinitely for decades on end. That's when, not when, what America's the way, doing. Part of this. America's well, given that's two exactly years. That's exactly what we're doing. America's given exactly two. Hang on, hang on. No offense. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. America's so given. Ben, let me talk. America's given just about two years of money so far, right? And Britain's been the second biggest donor of money. No troops on the ground like there were in Kuwait. No tanks. Nothing. Just giving money to Ukraine to fund their military operation so they can try and defeat a Russian dictator who illegally invaded their sovereign country, just as Saddam Hussein did to Kuwait. Two non-NATO yeah, countries being defended by America, one you completely endorsed and supported, and one you want to run away from and let Putin have a victory. You're did, a Republican. When do Republicans where, want Russians to win like this? This is where you're wrong. I didn't say run away. I said accountability. I want there to be accountability for this check that I'm writing as an American taxpayer, by the way, with money we don't have that we're then borrowing and then having to finance going to corrupt people in Ukraine. There is a huge difference between these two scenarios. Kuwait was a very short-term implementation of a process to win, and okay. then it was over. That You could have done 10 Kuwaits in the time frame that you've done one Ukraine, which is at a stalemate at best right now. How are you going to feel if you don't give the, the money? Final question and brief answer, please. How are you going to feel if the money doesn't get given to Ukraine and Putin actually defeats Ukraine and then starts invading other countries near Ukraine? It's not... Uh, it's not on me. That's on Joe not Biden. On Joe okay. Biden's the Joe. It's, Actually, it it's is on Joe you. Biden's foreign It would be policy. on you and everyone. It is Joe Biden for not securing the it border. It would be on it's you, and it would be the first time. People. Be the first time in modern American history where it was the conservative right that allowed no, a Russian not. dictator to rampage his way through Europe and take what he wanted. When you're being and held I find hostage. that staggering. Pierce, Pierce, when you're being held hostage by a president of the United States of America that allows for 8 million people to invade your country in the last year and a half since he's been president, then that is, and he refuses to do his job, and this is what you have to do to hold him to accountability, you do it. So if you want to okay. blame someone, don't blame me, say I'm cutting and running. I can't stand Vladimir Putin, right? I, I can't even travel to Russia if I wanted to in peace times. The reality is this is Joe Biden's fault that right. he's not held them accountable for the money we've already sent and refuses to ask okay. questions about the corruption. Ben Ferguson, always good to talk to you. Thank you for joining on Sense. I appreciate you. it.
Our sense of next, the father of a Sandy Hook victim says that Elon Musk is a sociopath after he restored the massacre-denying conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to X. Podcaster Zuby thinks Musk is right and I'm a free speech hypocrite. He joins me next. Welcome back to Uncensored. Elon Musk's reversal and Alec Jones' return to X has sparked outrage from a grieving father who lost his son in the tragic Sandy Hook massacre, David Wheeler. His son Benjamin was the sixth when he was shot dead, along with 20 others, and slammed Musk as a sociopath. The ex-owner previously condemned Jones for exploiting the death of children for personal gain, politics or fame, and ended a U-turn. Well, I'm joined in the studio by my pack, the rapper and broadcaster, podcaster, Zuby, broadcaster as well, talk TV contributor and family lawyer, Paul and Ron Adrian, and the journalist and former newspaper editor, Emily Sheffield. Welcome to all of you. Zuby, you think I'm a flaming hypocrite about free speech because I want Alex Jones to be continually banned from X. Why am I a hypocrite? Do you support freedom of speech? Yes. So how do you reconcile that? All free speech, even in America, which has probably the finest protection of free speech in the world with the First Amendment, has a number of things which are excluded, mm -hmm. including defamation. He was just found guilty by several courts of the most egregious defamation in modern American history. And it was because he targeted, for years, the poor families of the Sandy Hook children mm -hmm. who were massacred in that school shooting. And he has not paid a dime to those families of the $1.2 billion he's supposed to be paying, and it's an absolute disgrace. And I agree with what Elon Musk said a year ago, mm -hmm. which is anyone that seeks to benefit or gain from the deaths of children for personal gain or fame or whatever should not be allowed on X. Now he's changed his mind. I think he's being hypocritical, not me. Mm -hmm. Well, over the past decade, I know that for a fact that Alex Jones has apologized for that many, many times. We're talking about things that he said. Only over when 10 he was facing ago, right? financial oblivion. No, he apologized. No, no. For Only no, when he was actually being that. held to account for it. No, prior to that. No, he didn't. Never apologized prior to that. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Only Listen, when he only he, when he was sued. No, no, no. He apologized prior to that. I know no, that as a fact. Listen, not to, for Joe, what listen, he did. listen to his uh, uh, Joe Rogan appearance about four years ago. Hmm. He apologized very profusely. But that was after the lawsuits were coming in. I don't know about that. It was. Anyway, uh, I think if X is going to be a free speech platform, it needs to be a free speech platform. Would you would you let Nick Fuentes back on? Yes, absolutely. a white supremacist anti anti semite. Yeah, as long as he doesn't break the rules. Well, those are breaking the rules. No, being having views, having thoughts in your head, is not against the law. What about or saying them the rules on his show? If you say things on the platform that violate the platform, and if you rules, promote your show and you say them on your show, well, if I started spewing white supremacist look, I, stuff I, now I, I, I in think front that, of you, right, <laughs> and I then tweeted a, yes. a link to the show, you'd be mm -hmm. happy with that? I'm not saying I would be happy with it, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't want you banned from X for, the, for that. Really? So I could look down the barrel of this camera and say I think all black people should mm -hmm. be thrown out of this country. Watch it. Watch how they clip this one. Well, no. OK. So then someone will clip it, right? And I could say that. Yes. And then I could tweet a link mm -hmm. to this show to promote mm -hmm. the show. Yes. And you would think I should stay on X. Yes. I would support your right to free speech. Wow. Yeah. That's not free speech. It's hate speech. No, it's free... Freedom of speech specifically exists to protect views and people espousing views. But there are six different with. criteria excluded under the First Amendment. 
-hmm. including child pornography, including defamation, uh, including all sorts of things. You can't famously go into a theatre and shout fire if it's crowded theatre, right? Sure, but you can say So there are lots of restrictions already. Look, there are people who think that I engage in hate speech. There's people who think that you engage in hate speech. Mm -hmm. Hate speech is a very subjective, it's an extraordinarily subjective term. And if everyone, anyone who has ever said anything... So for you, there's no limits. Anyone can say anything. I don't think you can directly call to violence. Right. No, I don't think you can... But Alex Jones' words led to direct... Violent no, not directly. No, you ever no, did? No, that's not. That's not. People were urinated on the kids' graves. Okay. Because they believed let, let, Alex let, Jones. Let, let, let me ask he, when he How, said it was a hoax. If someone, which he knew was untrue. What, what do you think is the correct path to redemption? If someone has said something that you, uh, I think if with. you do what he did for that number of years, mm-hmm. and you have a 1.2 billion dollar award against you, and you don't pay the families one cent. Declare yourself bankrupt to avoid it. You don't get to come back onto a social media platform and start earning money. Well, he does. He's come back on. I know, because right Elon Musk, in my view, made a terrible mistake. Quick reaction from you two to this. I think it's quite interesting hearing Zuby respond to you without once referencing responsibilities. We're all very good at identifying my right to this mm-hmm. and my right to that and when my right has been abused. But what we're not very good at doing is recognising how responsible we have to be when we are looking at exercising those rights. Mm -hmm. And clearly, he hasn't been responsible. Clearly, his lack of responsibility has caused harm. And I just wonder what Elon Musk is hoping to achieve from this. Well, okay, Emily, is Elon Musk a force for good or not on... since he he bought Twitter a year ago? Well, he's not a force for good for Twitter itself or X. I mean, he's recently told uh, advertisers to F mm. off and mm. I'm afraid the real cynic in me... Which I quite liked, actually. The real <laughs> cynic in me... Well, it's good, but, you know, his debt payments and what he borrowed mm. to buy X is mm. just must be crippling him by, at this point. I think what's... I'm afraid the cynic in me thinks that this is just sort of massive publicity stunt. Could be. It could be. Because, and look, what, what, Elon Musk does believe... to reverse... Look, he does believe in free ago. speech. I believe in free speech. I think there have to be limitations as the First Amendment has, but we'll see how this plays out. I think Alex Jones will live down to every expectation. Take a short break, we'll come back and discuss Rwanda next. Welcome back, still with my pack. Emily, uh, Rishi Sunak, big win tonight, actually, after all the doom-laden forecasts. Not a single Conservative MP in the end voted against his bill. Many abstained, but no-one voted against him. How big a win is it? Is it just a temporary victory? It's 44, so that is a big win. Mm. Um, I'm sort of unfashionable in my view in that I think he is going to win this battle. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of work between now and the next reading. Um, You know, obviously the right are wanting their amendments. Those Mm. more to the left, One Nation, don't want any more amendments. If they're not, they might want to weaken it a bit. But I do think the right have a long history of causing a lot of trouble. They don't always go ahead with it. And I think, I hope they just keep repeating to them, one year in power is worth five years. Here's my point, Paula. I don't know why he wants to die on this hill. Yeah. In the end, so a few hundred people get taken to Rwanda when you've got a much bigger problem with legal migration numbers going through the roof up to nearly a million. Yeah. And, and can we just set out what this absolute farce Quickly, is? if you don't mind. Farces. Go on the GovDoc website, have a look at the skilled visas, who, who they're looking for, who they need to come and mm. do jobs... Everybody, they need judges, they need barristers, yeah. they need solicitors, you know they need why? chief execs, they need Because everybody. five million it's people in this country have given up working because we're lazy, oh, work shy. Please. We are lazy we're and work shy. population. This isn't about... And people are now using, people. as I always predicted, they're quality. using mental health as an excuse. Wow. Let me come to you, wow. Zuby, quickly. 
What do we do about immigration generally? The world's got the same problem. Immigration in general, the rule of law just needs to be followed and upheld and enforced. I think it's, I think it's that simple. Mm. You can't just have people coming in, whether this is in the States, people running over the border in the hundreds of thousands, or this or the is same here on boats in Europe, people coming over on boats. The rule of law needs to be enforced. There should be immigration, but it needs to be fair. There needs to be a process, and people need to follow that process. I think most people can get on board with the that. The trouble is we're coming up against the rule of law, and that's what the right of the party wants that is. at the ECHR. Pack, great to see you all. We've run out of time. Lovely to see you, Zuby. As always, when you're in town, please come and come back. That's it from me, whatever you're up to. Keep it uncensored. We do believe in free speech. I'm with you on that, Zuby. Just not with Alex Jones. <laughs>